urgency on the debt ceiling crisis is that both political parties must stop the bankrupting of America for there to be a future. The rhinos and the 2024 election, Trump's legal troubles, more J6 prisoner sentences handed down, and what is going on with Target department stores. Attorney and economist Jordana Schifanelli is here on the top stories. And then after being vaccine injured herself and seeing so many others suffering at the hands of Big Pharma, Brianne Dressen co-founded React 19. Well, they are suing the Biden administration and others for censoring against the vaccine injured. It's all next on Viewpoint this Sunday. the bias, the lies and deceit, and bring forth real talk from real people about real news, providing the out loud truth and capturing the essence of a new generation all in a fast-paced hour. This is Viewpoint This Sunday. Welcome to the weekend news magazine, Viewpoint This Sunday. It is Malcolm Outloud here. There's a lot of top stories this week. I mean, it's a busy news cycle, but uh, front and center, friends, is going to be the debt crisis. And uh, we'll take on all the top stories next. And welcome on here. Jordana Schifanelli joins us. Uh, Jordana is an attorney, an economist, and adjunct professor of law and economics at the U.S. Naval Academy in Maryland. She's been a strong voice in protecting our children and talking out on CRT and the radicalization of our schools. And I'm sure she'll have something to say about that Target Pride stuff as well too today. So she was also a candidate for Lieutenant Governor of Maryland as well. Um, Jordana, welcome to Viewpoint. It's a privilege to have you. Thank you for having me. Hello to all of your listeners. All right, let's touch on that debt crisis and the uh, the ceiling here. This is, of course, runaway at this point. We're now topping, uh, coming about $32 trillion. But the debt ceiling deal now, the White House says, is largely worked out. They've been trying to keep a, a pretty tight lip and you know put positive messages out. Uh, but uh, so what's happening now is discretionary spending and defense spending. They sort of have those areas handled, but... Uh, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said uh, Friday, he says, it's crunch time. We know it's not easy, but we're going to make sure we're not just trying to get an agreement. He said, we're trying to get something that's worthy of the American people that changes the trajectory. Good luck with that, I would say. So my view on the increasing debt is uh, obviously irresponsible that we even got to the point where we are to discuss this. the bottom line is when you are constantly going and every administration goes through the same sort of media frenzy that we're going to increase the debt. And if we don't, then we're going to have furloughs and we're going to extend another debt for one more year. And then we're going to extend and extend. We've been extending the debt and raising the bar over and over again. And at some point, uh, as we are coming this time, we're coming to a situation where the value of our money for the international transactions is pretty much worthless. And when you make a dollar a worthless currency, when you discount the United States economy to a worthless economy, 
because of the perpetuity of its debt going more than we can afford and more than we can produce, we're coming to a situation that we become a laughing stock of the world and we become a country that no longer can sustain its debt, its currency and its citizens. And we will explode as implode and explode as the Roman Republic has. So I am concerned enormously about the trajectory we're going. I have no clue what they're debating right now and what kind of deals they're making. I'm not privy to those deals. But I do know that any further extension to these programs uh, is going to be further demise of the United States. When it yeah. comes to the Social Security, mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, the uh, Medicare, these are not uh, entitlements. These are the things that people earned. So these are monies that have been earned and are not entitlements to anyone. This is not a free money and free gift. Our taxes have been set aside to pay for the current retirees and it cannot be touched. So that shouldn't even be discussed. When it comes to defense spending and discretionary defense spending, that portion needs to be reviewed because right now we have a military that's blown up out of proportion to fight foreign wars we shouldn't be involved in the first place. And, And Trump has in his administration, tried to address these enormous uh, surcharges that defense contractors are charging taxpayers to be involved as private contractors overseas. Somebody needs to review how much we are paying for all these uh, private defense contractors. That should be reviewed. I don't know if it has, if it has or it hasn't. But uh, to charge for parts and and and, and uh, that we pay to defense contractors. 10 times over we pay for the regular military, we're paying surpluses and somebody's making money off of the taxpayers. So that needs to be reviewed. I would especially look at 501c3 and I've been vocal, much vocal about 501c3 loopholes, which is uh, nonprofit loopholes. Anybody that does any kind of business in the United States is a profit-making, it is for profit-making business. Even if you are a church, you're not there to for nothing. You're there to make money. So these 501c3s and 501c3, uh, 501c3s, uh, uh, which are non, they are so-called non-profit, mm-hmm. uh, they need to be taxed. Everybody needs to pay a tax. And I am a big proponent of Ted Cruz's proposal years ago for a flat tax, even if it's 10%. So that means filling the budget to be able to pay for expenses we have for 350 million people, but reviewing and cutting the waste of donations and stuff that goes towards illegal immigrants, that goes towards those who, and I don't buy the argument that illegal immigrants are paid taxes. I'm not going to even get involved with this because if you're here illegally or breaking the law, it should be very clear. Yeah, so there's yeah. so much work to be done. Um, I'm not, well, again, privileged to McCarthy's. Well, uh, you're laying out a lot of it right here, right now, uh, quite quite a bit here, actually. But, you know, the the, the pro- problem with a lot of what you're talking about now is the uh, the plan has always been they kick the can down the road. They kick the can correct. down the road, which is really what the bottom line is, what's happening here. Uh, you know, some of the economists I've had on recently have said, talking a lot about the retirement age, which you see they expanded in France to great protest and outrage. Of course, people are traditionally living longer, even though with COVID, that was a bit of a setback there. 
Uh, do you think the retirement age, I had um, a couple on in the last uh, few weeks here thinking it should be raised to maybe 70, 72. Uh, what, are your th- what are your quick, quick thoughts on that? I'm against it. You can't try to avoid paying responsibility that you promised to those who are retiring and working. Uh, and, and for whatever's worse, it, you know, where, whereas the, the, the life expectancy tables have not changed much, uh, people that reach the years of, you know, 66, 67, 68, I would not raise the 72 because and all of those people are not at their prime time earnings. People who can go to work, they can more, you know, go to work. But you can't try to avoid paying responsible uh, uh, obligations to those who at the time believed they were going to retire at 66. So I am against raising okay. The the retire mandatory retirement age or the retirement age. Well, what if they have collect. to do that or the program is bankrupt? I mean, if they can't pay anybody at this point I because don't... of their unfiscal responsibility, you know, the, right? I mean, there's no, no. fiscal responsibility so, there. So no, so the program is not going to go bankrupt if everybody would pay taxes. The largest, uh, the only the the like for example, Jeff Bezos and the Amazon. We we've, we've heard that from the Democrat side, guy hasn't paid or Amazon hasn't paid a penny in taxes mm. with all the deductions and all the loopholes. So Congress needs to go back and fix the loopholes. Once you start having everybody contribute, meaning right. everybody pays. And as I always said, 10% is a decent rate to start, which is Ted Cruz's pr- uh, proposal early on. Everyone needs to pay 10%. And if we do that and get all the 501c3s pay and everybody pays 10%, I think we should reassess what's going on and who's paying for what. Because right now, right now you have billions of monies, dollars yeah. going to nonprofits yeah. and they're getting zero tax. Interesting, yeah. So yeah. we have to, first of all, everybody needs to contribute because we all enjoy the benefits of the roads and bridges and unfortunate infrastructure under Biden is collapsing. Okay. And Pete Buttigieg is an awful transportation secretary. <laughs> but we all use those roads. So it's only fair that we all contribute to some extent not yeah. one group of people paying top and and there is a large population that pays nothing yeah so well that's that- always been that way though Jordana. I, I mean what you're saying there is a tall order if that could be fixed you're right that would that would do a lot of good but I, I, that's a we tall are at order. this point we are at this point it's got to get fixed or we'll all go bankrupt well the co- we but, but good part of the government though they they're not going to ever do what you suggest they're they're never going to fix that because listen 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 uh, the power seat that a lot of these cats understand they're in, and the reason you break, build big government is because you continue to enslave people. And with all these government programs and free stuff <laughs> they give out, that's part of the plan. Correct. Well, that's that's the answer. So you ask me what I'd do, I'd say what I but that doesn't mean it's easy or it doesn't mean that there's that's political right. will to do it right. uh, in sense that. Okay, we are at the precipice of this demise. Country, the country's going to go out of out of face of the earth will yeah, we be yeah. something that our framers have never yeah. intended us to be so that's either right, we fix right. it or we all die and yeah, so yeah. we are at the point we gotta well, fix it 
Yeah, you, you bring up some valid points. And, you know, between uh, government and big corporation, uh, you know, right. they're, on, they're on a different page here. You're right. And But we'll see. Let, let me move it along. I want to talk to you about the, uh, well, the 2024 election a bit here, but the uh, the, the rhinos as well, as, as you uh, affectionately call them. And um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, so interesting. There, all right. So there were there are multiple flash polls I'm seeing on uh, in social media, which which are fascinating. See them in a lot of different areas here. And um, and you put out a message, a tweet that said, when I ran for lieutenant governor, Maryland, R- rhinos made sure that anyone who is America first does not win. I will not follow suit and I will not smear any America first candidate for 2024. Anyone running for office in good faith and selflessly deserves my respect. Uh, and then you ask, what is your top choice for the Republican candidate? And this particular flash poll you did, a 67.7% uh, said Donald Trump, a 22, uh, 23% Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley was 6.3%, and Tim Scott, uh, 3%. Uh, I've seen another flash poll right close to yours as well that had a lot of votes, well over 80,000. And that mm-hmm. one had Trump at uh, 60%, and DeSantis, though, was much higher at 40%. I guess it was a Trump DeSantis thing there. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, so let's start there a moment here. You're talking about the rhinos versus, and you talk about, uh, you know, talking bad about people. But frankly, um, here's the thing, Jordana. Uh, right now, we're seeing right out of the gate. I mean, right out of the gate. DeSantis and Trump are already doing that. They're already hitting each other below the knees uh, and getting getting pretty, uh, you know, uh, strong language with some of this. And we're only started. Uh, where do you see that going? Well, this is politics as usual. Uh, but uh, what I meant by that, by that particular statement on Twitter, uh, and by the way, your listeners can follow me on Twitter at G. Schifanelli. Uh, my Twitter name is just Jordana at G. Schifanelli. Uh, it, the point that I was making there is that there is a group of Republicans, uh, maybe in the House, in the Senate, and obviously in our communities where they believe that America first is radical, and therefore we need to go towards appeasement to the left. Uh, And that means calling themselves moderate. One of those uh, uh, imposter Republicans is Liz Cheney, Mitt Romney, uh, Larry Hogan in my own uh, home state. Those are the people who would be stabbing America first Republicans in the back and in the front only to prove that America first is a failed idea idea because it's based on national pride mm-hmm. and nas- economic nationalism. And so I don't believe economic nationalism is a bad thing, especially with the globalist takeover of the world in America. I think that focus on manufacturing and energy independence and uh, uh, an economy that's sustainable is a good thing, not a bad thing. And these people are very vocal and they divide the party. When it comes to Donald Trump versus Ron DeSantis, there are other people in, in the in the in the game like Tim Scott, like uh, uh, Vivek Ramsmer. Yes, Vivek and like, uh, you know, Nikki Haley, for yeah. example, yeah. they all come with idea that they want to bring something to the table. And that's why I said, I don't want to smear anyone who in good faith wants to try to run for office because I ran for office. It's the hardest thing to do. Let let me push right into now with it's a perfect segue to talk to you about Trump's legal troubles. You as an attorney, one of the Mm -hmm. best ones to speak about this. We see what's going on 
with with Bragg and the indictment there, and the, and that was a big circus uh, in Manhattan, and uh, that is taking root, and there that's been uh, now set up for I think it's March twenty four. Right as the campaign is heating up, of course, yeah. the Trump, Trump people think that's all very intentional. But here's the thing. I, I have to, I want you to comment on this because this is pretty, pretty serious now. Uh, let me read you this new, this little blurb here. It's very interesting. Uh, that this month they're saying several legal and political counselors to Trump are saying this now have bluntly informed Donald Trump that they expect the Justice Department to charge him in the criminal investigation into the hoarding of highly classified documents following the end of his presidency. And a couple of sources familiar with this matter uh, are commenting this from the from the camp there. The feds have also been probing whether or not Trump tried to obstruct the investigation prior to last year's FBI raid on the estate. Uh, so you've got all that going on. And uh, let's see, they're confident that uh, have, have told Trump that they they think that they view the federal investigation as as BS, but they would be surprised at this point if he was in charge. Now, this is his handlers. Hear what I'm telling you now. The people around him are saying they'll be surprised if he's not charged, even though they're saying publicly they think it's BS. What do you make of this? Because this is going to change the race for sure. The problem with all of this is that people don't understand that Trump is a boss to FBI, Department of Justice and everybody else. He is the president at the time. And by a virtue of law, when he took highly classified documents to unclassified location, he declassified that. So when people go and say we are raiding Trump's business or Trump's house at Mar-a-Lago and now we're finding classified documents, right, right. but the virtual law, they're no longer classified. Mm-hmm. Trump declassified them by taking them from a classified storage. Uh, or That's going to be the storage. argument right there. That's going to be the argument. But they're saying but, they have other evidence that proves that he's obstructing justice. They, well, they... so now that's a third. That's another charge. Obstruction mm-hmm. of justice is another. So there's so that the charge of classified versus disclassified has to be following the law. How can a president uh, at the time classify versus declassify? He can declassify documents by order, by an act of I declassify and now they're no longer classified or by virtue of law, taking classified mm-hmm. stamped documents to yeah. unclassified location. Now they're no longer classified. You don't need to announce it's it's no longer classified. Well, you would think. It out. It's, to, it's to mesmerize the public, portray Trump in bad light, only to stop him from Well, but that, that makes it a success. There can, well, hold on a minute now. That makes, if that's their objective, and we, we probably many of us would agree on that, then they are being successful because there's a lot of people who believe that Trump has far too much baggage at this point. And that Correct. middle ground of folks, and especially right. women, they are turned off completely and will not vote for him. So all this is very effective, what they're doing, don't you think? Well, well it's very effective in the sense that people are getting tired and they're right. saying, look, right. yes, make America great again is great. I mean, it's a good logo. It's a good mission statement. However, Trump is too much of constant, constant, constant. We're all tired. Let's move to something, quote, more moderate. I honestly don't think that there is a politician out there 
that he has more international power and acclaim mm -hmm. than Donald J. Trump. Mm -hmm. Only because I believe, it's my opinion, that Donald J. Trump would stop war in Ukraine within 24 hours. Right, like right. Said. Well, you're I, right, right. I, I just... I so you you, you would vote for if Donald Trump the election was tomorrow you'd vote for him yes I would vote for Donald Trump because I want to stop international debacle okay. we are not an isolated island in the universe we are part okay. of the international community and the way we're going towards nuclear challenges are mm -hmm. too fast paced for my taste right, because right. I've gone through yeah. war already right. what I've seen right now is that Trump was able to stop a nuclear testing with North Korea when he was there. He moved the embassy to Jerusalem. He was able to talk to Putin. He was able to talk to NATO leaders. He was right. able to force NATO leaders to contribute more money. To oh, there's no question. He did a lot of things there that were very, very effective. Let me, I want to get this other topic in. I want to talk to you about this is uh, wow. Talk about scapegoats now, uh, Jordana. Uh, you've seen the story, I know that, with the uh, Oath Keepers. A uh, couple of more got pretty serious prison times for the January 6th Capitol attacks. Uh, this story is really something else here. I seen the other day, and I'm sure you did too, Stuart Rhodes, who is uh, the uh, was the head guy there with the Oath Keepers. Um, he got the longest prison sentence thus far of anybody, and he wasn't even caught with his hand. It, mostly it was for things previously said. He didn't even enter into that capital. It wasn't involved in a lot of the shenanigans specifically, but he got an 18-year term, longest prison term. His attorney's going to appeal it. They think he they can change this. Uh, but there were a couple of others in the last couple of days that just got more time. You've seen that. Uh, they're getting six, seven, eight years. You got here uh, Jessica Watkins out of Ohio, got eight years. Uh, Kenneth Harrelson out of uh, Titusville, Florida, got four years. What do you think about these prison terms and these uh, uh, Oath Keepers and Proud Boys are really being targeted here uh, for and, this event? And if it's not in New York, then it's in D.C. <laughs> so where the jury um, is mostly registered Democrat and they're mostly voting the way the prosecution wants them to vote. That's why they were all brought in, in here. Uh, yeah. But but it's a it's a it's a travesty. It's appealable matter. Uh, if uh, and of course, the uh, the the protests in 2020 during uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter protests in D.C., when they actually burned the church, Lafayette Church down, no one got charged. So the dual system of justice continues. That hurts our country. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a shame that these people uh, uh, received uh, such a stiff sentences uh, for literally being at the uh, at the premises. Now, the most right. charges they were charged, most of them were charged on obstructing congressional processions or uh, congressional uh, process. So, yeah, I mean, they all are guilty of obstructing the work of Congress because the Congress was in session at the time when they kind of walked in. And I just don't even buy Ray Epps's excuse of 60 minutes when he was innocently not charged, yet he is on every single video saying, let's go in, let's storm the Capitol. Mm -hmm. um, he uh, uh, since denied that he has any involvement with the FBI, although I yeah. did see on social media his connection. Uh, I think that the entire January 6th and, and the entire act of, of disruption mm -hmm. is uh, is horrible. But I do believe that uh, people 
didn't did not have intention or intent to disturb, disrupt, or commit any yeah. kind of crime against the country. I think they're mostly concerned about stolen election. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were mostly concerned about, and they were invited by Trump. Well, but there was a narrative put out by Pelosi. She was successful with the narrative. Correct. It was tied to tarnish and bang Trump right. up, which they've done successfully. And by the right. way, uh, for yeah. listeners to know and understand, this is staggering. There's over been over a thousand. Listen, to, uh, oh, oh, well over now, oh, and they're not done. Over a thousand people have been charged with the offenses related to this attack on the Capitol there. Right. So this is a large uh, swath here. They have uh, done everything they can to pull that in. All right, I'm going to bring it to a head now. I've got to get your opinion on this final story here. And because, uh, and I, I didn't even have a chance to tell you, uh, we'd touch on this, but I, I think it's an important one. What the hell is going on with Target these days? Have we seen what happened to the Bud Light stuff? And boy, they got uh, lambasted uh, for sure with their shenanigans of trying to push transgender figures on the cans that, you know, burly men are going to sit up at the bar and, yeah, give me another Bud Light. Yeah, I like the look of that transgender gal out of the can there. I mean, that has got to be the most stupidest marketing decision in the in the history of mankind. But then following up is Target. You know, family stuff, all of this, you know, you go shopping, massive displays of pride with all kinds of nefarious things in there, targeting children. What's going on here, man? I think that's another liberal agenda that is that one of those fashion statements that it's supposed to promote that you're cool if you are promoting uh, LGBTQ ideology. Uh, as far as uh, a Target, I, it sells junk, in my opinion. So I never even go there and I don't even shop, even though that's the closest store to my house. Mm -hmm. So I skip it because it's a junk. I don't even know why would people go there. Uh, I don't drink beer, so I don't care about uh, uh, Bud Light. Uh, but those who do uh, support with their dollars uh, woke uh, corporations uh, need to reconsider what they're doing and why, why are these companies doing it? What's the bottom line in it's your heart? Fashion. Why? It's just the fashion thing. You know, in the old days, uh, you know, for it, the same with Black Lives Matter. When Trump was president, it was ba Black Lives Matter and Antifa, and they were all with a fist, black fist all over, you know, all over social media. But listen, they're, 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 al they're alienating. Think about this for 1% of anything right. within the population, they're alienating. Their vast audience are they not? Do they not understand they that? Do, do they understand that? So, so what they're doing is they're pinning children against their parents because they're promoting this. And of course, children like colors. It's a now colorful thing. It's all the rainbows and the colors, and and then you have kids who are pushing their parents. I want, I want, I want this color for whatever. But what kind of a business decision is that? I'm asking you. Why would they make those kinds of business decisions? Uh, what do you think? It, I, I because they're they're thinking that there is in some states there are more liberal buyers than there is a conservative buyers, and in some locations they're the only option for people to go in. Like in where I live, we don't have Walmart, we don't have anything else other than Target. So people are forced to go to that place because they've nowhere else to go to shop. Right. Unfortunately, they are they're just. This is a short term. That's a short term marketing gig that they're into, uh, but that tells us that the leadership of Target is all woke liberals. Yeah, and yeah. like you know, and so 
conservative audience can decide where they want to shop and the liberal corporations like well isn't that going to be the only way to stop these companies and beer companies and department stores and everybody else is with the power of the purse right that's got to be absolutely and and that's okay they're telling us who they are and we now Hmm. hold the control button and say okay i'll drive five more miles that's what it's coming down to yeah that's what it's coming down to yeah yeah. they're telling you they're literally disclosing to all of us who they are so it's up to us to decide we want that or we don't want that yeah yeah jordana you are such a strong voice uh you know as you were talking early on in the broadcast too i was thinking by golly we need somebody like you with a backbone i do appreciate uh, your woman to be to be in political office you'd be a hell of a president i'll tell you you'd get in there whip them all upside the head <laughs> i don't qualify for that <laughs> uh, exactly exactly you I still would qualify. make it yeah it's well you weren't uh, right where you were born of course but where it would be I interesting was, US, you're a u.s citizen born overseas yeah. does not yeah. qualify but if i actually contributed to your audience just a tiny little bit with the educational aspect of mm-hmm. my viewpoint yeah. I've completed my day today. It's, it's been amen. amen. Yes. God bless you there, uh, Jordana Schifanelli. Thank you for joining us, Jordana. God bless you all. Now, friends, I want to tell you about a new part of the platform here, and that is AmericaOutloud.shop. Uh, it's brand new, and it's one place where you can go to get all of the amazing products that we have uh, in play here to help you have a healthy life. And and also a lot of products on there to help those get over vaccine injuries, long COVID, these real problems that have uh, affected uh, hundreds of millions of people around the world. Uh, AmericaOutloud.shop, some of the greatest discounts are in there that we have negotiated. Uh, the wellness company, Spike Support, is one of them. You get 25% off that. And again, when you click those ads in the shop, you'll automatically get the discounts. It'll put you right in there. Uh, same thing with Healthy Cell, a great products, Immune Super Boost, Focus and Recall. You get 25% off those products there. Uh, so you check that out as well. And uh, you'll see all the other products there, Cofix RX and Clear. Uh, Genesis HOCL. Uh, so please check it out and uh, get familiar with a lot of these wonderful products we've uh, uh, put in play here to help uh, you and your life. Uh, up next is a really fascinating story that I want you to hear. Yeah, it's the first time I'm talking to her, uh, but Brianne Dressen joins us. Uh, React 19. This was a uh, uh, an amazing organization that has been founded, that she's been part of that is really bringing attention and focus in on some of the egregious things that happened through COVID, but their real focus is to help people moving forward. They're a solutions-driven organization, and I've been very impressed with what I see and understand about them. Look forward to this deep dive just ahead here with Brianne Dressen. Stay right there. More Viewpoint in just a moment. The America Out Loud talk radio app is on Android or Apple. It's the perfect way to listen in to the new generation of talk shows and hosts who are ready to inform and inspire. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, 
one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. We are fighting the ultimate fight between good and evil. AmericaOutloud.com replaces groupthink with innovative think. Well, it was Walt Whitman, the poet, who said, Keep your face always toward the sunshine, and shadows will fall behind you. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. joins us now as she is a co-founder of react 19 this organization i so want you to know about this group today they're doing some amazing work their heart is in the fight they're in it for all the reasons that are right that are just and um so that's really really important here now brand is also a preschool teacher she was uh she's she is married to a scientist uh and again uh, in the clinical trials, she was uh, injured, and uh, so now she's co-founded this. She's also been in, involved in some of the, um, uh, I noticed some of the Senator Johnson's press conferences, things of that nature. Is that right, Brianne? Yes, that's right. All right. Uh, it's good to have you here. Welcome to Viewpoint. Oh, well, thanks for thanks for having me on. It's a blessing to have you, and I uh, want to get this out now to folks to let them know what's going on. Tell us, let's start first of all. Uh, before we get into the lawsuit, which is the big news, we're going to break right now and tell you about this lawsuit that is uh, where they uh, sued uh, the Biden administration and uh, and some others. And we'll talk about that in a moment. I, I want to dive right into the personal story of your vaccine injury. Could you just summarize and give uh, listeners a sense of what happened to you and what you went through, please? Yeah, so... Um... So I, I wanted to be part of the solution, you know, to get everybody out of the pandemic. Um, I didn't want to be the reason anyone got sick. Um, I had not gotten COVID, you know, clear up until my shot. And so that made me a prime candidate for a clinical trial. And so I signed up and I rolled up my sleeve. I got my one and only shot on November 4th, 2020. So election time. And uh, within an hour, my reaction started. I had paresthesias down my arm, which is a strange pins and needles burning feeling. And later that night, my vision had become blurred and doubled. And things just cascaded from there. Over the next two and a half weeks, my legs stopped working. I became incontinent. Um, I had severe uh, temperature fluctuations. My vision had become so bad that uh, with the sensitivity to light that I had to have sunglasses on all the time. I had to be confined to my bedroom. The sensitivity sensitivity to sound was so bad. Um, and so it was, it was a severe reaction. My doctors didn't know what to do. Drug company didn't, you know, know what to do or didn't care. So I landed in the hospital uh, just about at Thanksgiving time. And um, they drugged me up with a bunch of medications uh, to try to help me get my legs working, and none of it worked. So I was released from the hospital several days later with a diagnosis of anxiety due to the COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. And I was sent home to rehab my legs, and my 
my bowels and my bladder with intensive in-home physical and occupational therapy. And the drug companies were nowhere to be found um, on my issue when I reported these complaints. Um, so yeah, so it, it became very obvious early on that there was there wasn't going to be a lot of help coming. And so my husband rolled up his sleeves and with his his knowledge as a biochemist, um, he got to work trying to figure out what was wrong with me. So today I still am struggling. I can walk, which is amazing. Um, I have a disease that's called chronic chronic inflammatory demyelinating polyneuropathy, which is a big bundle of words that I didn't know anything about back in my preschool days. Uh, But basically what that means is that my immune system now attacks my nervous system any chance it gets. So stress will do it. Wrong foods will do it. Insomnia will do it. Um, Allergies will do it. Uh, You know, viral infections will do it. So it's, it's definitely a debilitating and permanent illness that I'm dealing with now. Wow. Wow. What a, what a story, Brianne. I had not heard the way you summed it up there. Wow. It's, um, it's it's shocking, shocking. I mean, you hear these stories, you know, people went through it, but to hear you explain that this changed your life in ways that uh, hard to explain. Um, you know, it you, is. You'd, you'd like to have your old life back, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. You know, and that's that's why I'm still fighting, and that's why I'm fighting for everybody else is because I want to restore my own health and everybody else's, mm-hmm. but. And you, you know, were one of the, the fortunate is, ones with your with your husband being knowledgeable about you. You're one of the, don't you think? You're one of the fortunate ones. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, without question, without question, without my husband, I would be dead. And I'm not wow. being dramatic about that. There's no wow. question in my mind I would be gone without him. He's wow. the only person that advocated for me. He got in, you know, dug into the studies, which very early on it was very obvious that the spike protein was a problem and it was neurotoxic with you know just you could tell just by looking at my my symptoms what was going on and so he started reaching out to scientists across the globe Uh, my blood went to germany very early on to some lead researchers over there and they found that i had anti-neuronal autoantibodies in my blood which again is my immune system attacking my nervous system and my doctors didn't do anything with that. The drug company didn't, you know, have any interest in that information either. And so he reached out to the NIH about two and a half months into my injury. Uh, at this time, AstraZeneca was marketing their product as safe and effective um, in the United States, even though they weren't approved yet. And we obviously knew that that was an issue, right? Because um, because of my injury. So when we reported my injury to the NIH, um, there's two things that happened. One, 10 days later, AstraZeneca was pulled from the market in the United States. And the second thing was there was a study that was launched at the National Institutes of Health to evaluate neurological complications after COVID vaccines in general. Um, And that was in January of 2021. So if everyone can think that was still way early on in in the vaccine rollout. Back when, you know, you had to be a healthcare professional to be able to, you know, yeah. be one of the quote unquote lucky yeah. ones to get the yeah. shot. Yeah. So the the information that was emerging out of, um, you know, into the hands of the federal government, we know for a fact it was happening, you know, almost instantaneously as, as soon as these vaccines were rolled out. Yeah. And as I became in contact with others like me, 
it became very evident that I wasn't the only one sounding the horn to the federal right. agency. Let me, yeah, let me, we'll go further in a second on that. And I just want to say, I think you <laughs> might agree with this statement, Brian, but uh, safe to say that the words safe and effective will never be seen the same way again. Yeah. And, and it's, it's really unfortunate because, you know, I mean, if this product actually was safe and effective, right, this would be a different conversation, but Right. This this product definitely has failed, and and it's very obvious to everybody, you know, in this country that we. Well, it's all, obvious, but it's not so obvious you know, to some of the big pharma who don't want to admit it, some of the government officials who don't want to admit it, to <laughs> big corporations who don't want to admit it, to media outlets who yeah. don't want to admit it, to you know, there's a whole string of players here and nefarious characters who are still touting. In fact, I seen one the other day, just yesterday, I think it was. Oh, we got a new booster out. We got a new booster. Let's do it. I mean, who in their right mind would want anything close to any needle going into them at this point? I mean, I wouldn't take a chance on anything. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't. It's it's pretty obvious at this point that we were all lied to, duped, right? And so, duped. yeah, yeah. So it, at yeah. the end of the day, it's it's yeah. something that at this point we've all got to get. You know, I know everybody's tired of COVID, but. We have to keep our skin in the game. Well, we got to make because... sure people don't get tired of COVID. I'm going to cut yes. right there a minute here, okay? Because there, there's one word here, uh, Brianna. It's called accountability. One word. Right. Account there has to be yes. accountability. And, you know, the problem with this is you already know Americans have short memories, I addressed this the yes. other day to listeners, very short memories. We move on with life and understandably people have lives to live and we got to get on with things. And I get that, but the, I'm going to continue to remind and I'm and, and listening to you today even inspires me more to know that I've got to be a face on this accountability without question. Now, I got to ask you yes. before we move into uh, more of React 19 and the lawsuit I want to do here. I just need to understand when you decided to take the clinical trials, AstraZeneca, Many people, as we got so much information in here from listeners all around the world, from beautiful people, many of them were pushed and mandated through their companies, through their schools and colleges, through their spouses, their companies. Uh, there's a rhyme and reason a lot of people really were um, suffered and struggled you know, with making these life decisions and they were uncomfortable with it, but they, you know, they, at the end of the day, they succumbed to the pressure and did it and then paid an ultimate price. Was there any mm -hmm. pressure around you for that? Or what was the real motive for you to get the shot to begin with? So mine, mine is a little different. I mean, I, I absolutely 100% respect and, you know, and I, and I wish that I had better critical thinking skills back in the day to actually look at this. And so the people that were questioning this, it's very obvious that they had good reasons for why they were questioning it, right? And they came with valid questions and they were not given valid answers, which is why they kept asking more and more questions. And so instead of actually providing good answers or any kind of allowing any kind of conversation to happen, they did the opposite of what should have happened and they shut the conversations down, right? So at the beginning, I was so I, I listened to NPR, right? I thought that was like a valid news source. Um, and so I was that's a government to, media you know, outlet is what that is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I thought, you know, their tone is super benign and, you know, yeah. they're they're not, oh, yeah. you know, super. Anyway, so yeah. my bad. So I, well, no, I you're right. No, no, you're point. right with what you say. They're they're very non-suspected. <laughs> it's important to point that out. You're yes. exactly right. Yeah, they're, 
yes, they're very, they're very bland. And so it's like, that's the kind of news I wanted to hear was very bland news because I figured that would be non-biased. The little that I know, they were just completely filtering out like an entire side that they didn't want the world to know. Brian, I got to stop you there. You're speaking my language here. Hold on. No, you can't do any (laughs) more bland news now. Listen to me. Your news has to be out loud. Yeah, I got to stop you there. You got to have out loud news. You understand that? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Just say it. It's it's sad. It's really sad. But, you know, I, I had to learn some very difficult lessons in probably the worst kind of way you could imagine. And it's, it's interesting because I was on May and Kelly like a year ago. And one of the commenters was my favorite thing. He said, this family got red pilled in the worst kind of way. And that's exactly what happened. So when I went into this, I was, I was all in to, you know, be part of that solution. You know, I wanted to be part of healing for people. I never wanted to be the reason someone else died, right? Ever. And so I went in with the best intentions for this to be an active and willing participant in the, in the scientific process. And that's what I thought I was signing up for. What I did not know I was signing up for was if something were to go wrong, I was going to be left for dead and any data that would be useful, that would be inconvenient for them would then be swept under the rug. What you say there is plenty, I have to tell you. And I, I hear you loud and clear. I mean, you went in it with the right reasons. You went in it to right. impact, impact humanity in a positive way. And the tables were turned on you entirely uh, in your life. And so that is sadder than sad. Yeah. Let's talk now about these two big points here. We need to make sure we cover all this in the broadcast. I want to talk, let's summarize the lawsuit first, and then I want to talk about React 19. So let's start with the lawsuit first. This lawsuit is against the Biden administration, uh, and this is in regards to the censoring that went on. Tell us, the, give us a summary of who, who who you're suing exactly and what the lay of the land is on this thing, please. Okay. So I've been, I've been extremely fortunate to be one of six plaintiffs plaintiffs selected by the New Civil Liberties Alliance, which is headed by Mark Chenoweth. Uh, the lead attorney on this case is Casey Norman. And um, and they, you know, they've decided that it's time for, you know, the quote unquote sick nobodies to be able to have a voice. And so they've given us a voice. Um, and we're suing the Biden administration. Um, we're going after the U.S. Surgeon General. We're going after HHS, the CDC. And also at the very bottom of this long list of defendants is Stanford. Um, and the reason being is because Stanford, um, funded by the Bill Gates Foundation, had created a think tank called the Virality Project. The Virality Project was basically... Um, an independently funded uh, project that was, you know, had a whole bunch of different institutions involved, but it was led by Stanford that was essentially collecting intel on U.S. citizens um, to figure out where the messaging was going and where it could potentially go through the pandemic. Um, And my name specifically comes up in at least one of those reports. Now, the reason why these reports are relevant is because these briefings, they were done weekly And these briefings were then sent to the White House. And then the White House used this intel to then instruct big tech on what they can and cannot um, allow on their platforms. And so that's where you end up with um, Robert Flaherty, who's the uh, the lead, you know, plaintiff in this 
or the lead defendant in this case, um, he sent a massive amount of very forceful emails to uh, the big tech companies, um, essentially, you know, strongly coercing them, if not threatening them, um, that if they were not going to, you know, follow their instructions on who to censor and what, um, that there would be consequences from the federal government. Yeah, yeah. And of course, um, you know, obviously, that impedes on our free speech, right? Yeah, yeah. That also impeded on our, our uh, right to assemble. Well, this is the core of evil, is what you're speaking about now. And the fact that our government is in cahoots with all of the media and all of the social media outlets, and what you just said is very accurate. They told them what to say and how to say it and what they couldn't say. And we've seen a lot of this revealed even on the Twitter platform since Elon Musk has taken the reins there. He has revealed so much. And it, this is a rude awakening, Brian. And I hope all this in the Sunday. This is a rude awakening for all Americans. Uh, we have lost the race at this point. If our federal government is in the bucket, controlling all of our, I mean, directly against our constitutional rights and our freedom, it is wrong on so many levels. Uh, it's it's hard to even describe. This is happening in the United States of America, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, the sad reality is, is this has a very dark, you know, underbelly to it, right? Like it's, we all understand that here, that this isn't just about being able to say what you want, right? This, the suppression of free speech in this specific instance with these injured Americans has, has resulted in some catastrophic issues um, well, it was nefarious so, it's nefarious every part oh, about it it was so bad it so with so all that now news. this this suit now is about the censoring of that so beyond the biden yeah. administration joe biden who else are who, who else are you suing in this is there are <laughs> basically basically it's anyone it's anyone that they that the legal team was able to find evidence out there right now showing that they were in cahoots with um this suppression of free speech who's listed in the suit so, now Who's listed now? The CDC. So we've got CDC in there, okay. um, the U.S. Surgeon General. These are all people that are tasked with protecting our public health, okay. right, and doing right by the citizens of the United States. These these agencies are not tasked with being oh, yeah. part of a propaganda machine. Yeah. That is yeah. the last thing that they should okay. be tasked with. All right. So the CDC, uh, what about, you said the Surgeon General, is that Vivek Mur Murthy you're doing? Is yep. that the FDA as well? Or are they part of it? Or the suit? The FDA is not on there, but I'm okay. I'm suspecting through discovery there will be. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're hand through. so far in the cookie jar. There's no doubt about it. And um, <laughs> yes. what about is uh, Biden's name himself mentioned? Is Fauci's name yes. himself mentioned? Are any of those cats mentioned? What about Walensky? Fauci. Fauci's not on there. Uh, we didn't name Walensky specifically, but we did name Biden specifically because there's a whole lot that went on in the White House with this. Okay. Um, okay. So, wow. yeah, so we've got some we've got some big fish. It's kind of interesting because, you know, we are really just everyday Americans that are, right. you know, just trying to bring justice. What, what are they saying about this? What are the attorneys and the others saying about this lawsuit? What is, I mean, this is obviously a pretty tall order. But obviously, you've got enough. I, I can just imagine, Brian, that you've got hardcore evidence and facts and numbers and figures and data that will show a particular story. Uh, will that get the light oh, of day? Yeah. Will, will that will that get the light yeah. of day? And what do you, how do you how confident are you about this? Please. I I'm hopeful. You know, at this point, it really it really is up to the legal system to do what it needs to do. Um, but we we definitely 
between yeah. the six plaintiffs, I mean, the declaration or the, the case that's filed is 137 pages long. My de- declaration alone was, um, <laughs> I want to say it was 16 pages long. Okay. So, and that's just a small snippet of different examples that we had. So one example is um, within 24 hours after our first press conference with Senator Ron Johnson in Milwaukee in June of 2021, um, they found one of our support groups and they shut it down. Five days later, they found our second group and they shut that one down. Yeah. So this is after um, six months of us all talking online and finding each other and growing this community. Okay. And uh, they didn't do anything to us until right. we went public. Right. And so then all of a sudden the war started and this war that was waged on the injured specifically Oh, yeah. It was ugly and it oh, was dirty, sure. and the it's federal sure. government definitely yeah. had a role to play in the demise of many. Right? It is so, inhumane and it is un-American, yeah. Brianne, okay? All of it is. Give us a summary of 30,000 feet. We've got a couple of moments here. Let's spend them wisely for REACT 19. What do, we, what do we want to accomplish? What do we want to do? How can people help, et cetera? Yeah, so REACT 19, obviously we, we realized early on that you know the government was not going to do its job. And so- That's where we stepped in. We were like, look, these people need help. And so we provided a platform. It's a 501c3 nonprofit. Um, And what we, our goals are to provide physical, emotional, and financial healing for those that are suffering adverse events to the COVID vaccines. And so through physical, we have a a provider network um, that's nationwide. There's well over 200 providers on there currently. They're all vetted. So these patients can then go to a provider and not get gaslit and they can get some kind of measure of care for their for their injuries. Emotional support is important through these support communities that social media, you know, historically has not wanted to to even acknowledge that there's a need there. Um, but then, too, uh, we have a mental health provider network. And the reason for that is because um, sadly, you know, the suicidality of this population is extremely high. Um, and so that's something that we definitely need to keep, you know, awareness on and provide this type of emotional support for these people that are marginalized and abused. Mm-hmm. And then third is financial support. And this is kind of a keystone to what we do. Um, so the federal government has a program and it's all smoke and mirrors. So everybody understands when I say you, if you are injured by a vaccine, there is nothing to help you. I do not take that statement lightly. Okay. So the federal government right now, has paid four claims for COVID vaccine injuries, and the total of the four claims is eight thousand six hundred dollars. Wow! In contrast, we have it's built a fund that insult. Yes, yeah, insult to injury, right? So, in contrast, <laughs> we've we have created a fund that one hundred percent of the donations that go into this fund yeah. get into the hands of injured for medical expenses. So, through this fund, we have paid over $560,000 to wow. Americans for medical expenses. Put your expenses. money where your mouth is, will you please, right? All right. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I and mean, you're so doing it. We we have no choice, right? Yeah. I mean, our lives are literally depending on the success of these programs. Right. Um, and it's, right. it's, you know, it's near and dear to my heart because, yeah. you know, you, yeah. you can't run into this many people and you, you've talked to them too. Oh, yes. They're just really good Americans. Um, they deserve well, yeah. better. Yeah. You know, I've been reading and emails so, for three years. People have poured their lives out in very personal ways 
uh, to uh, the network on to me here. And uh, many of these we address, Dr. McCullough and I do on the Q&As and polls and other things, but we haven't nearly been able to get to so many of them, uh, but we, we've done our best. Uh, Brianne, you are, you, what a story. You are incredible. Um, you really are something special. You're a hero. Uh, first of all, I know you don't see it that way, but uh, you, I, I suspect, but, but of course, but you are. And uh, and it's important that I can point that out and the work that you're doing. And I want to tell a, a couple of things here. Uh, the website, react19.org, yeah, yes. right? Yep, react19.org. If people want to donate, um, if that's okay. So if people want to donate, they can donate through text. And so we have a text to give number. And if you text the word react to the number 50155, so that's react to the number 50155, then our, our crowdfund service will send you a text message and you can link up and, and you can pay straight from your phone. All right. Well, we'll get all this information in the post when this does go to podcast later Sunday afternoon. Um, and react19.org is where you go there. And um, Brian Dressen, thank you for joining us on Viewpoint this Sunday. And it will be a journey ahead. And listen, we want to help you all we can. Uh, this is the first step to do that, to get you on Viewpoint today. But um, we hold you in the highest esteem. Thank you for joining us here. All right. Thanks. I appreciate it. Okay, friends, I want to just remind you again that uh, a lot of the things we've been um, fighting for for people out there is their health and well-being. You hear Brianne's story. And, you know, I want to tell you, Brianne said to me privately on the phone the other day, she said, you know, Malcolm, uh, she said, my goal, I asked her what the ultimate goal of the organization was. And she said, well, it's for this organization not to exist in five years. Wow. That just tells you her heart's totally in the right place. Uh, she's not looking for a, another bureaucratic solution. She's looking s sincerely to help people. And that is, to me, sends the message. Uh, so everything I see here is as pure as it could be. I encourage you and implore you to help uh, react19.org and to help and help all of our fellow Americans and people who need help uh, in this way. <clears throat> I mean, it's sadder than sad that we're having these conversations and going through this, but we are. Listen, there are answers that we are trying to find and help to bring to your attention. Uh, many of our curated sponsors are incredible products that Dr. McCullough and I have been looking at, and we've got them all in AmericaOutloud.shop. I mentioned that early in the broadcast, a brand new area of the platform, AmericaOutloud.shop. Uh, but you'll see the wellness company has spike support there, the, the netnokinase, which is it dry, gets that spike protein. You know, the build of the spike protein is the problem from the COVID and from the shots and the, the, the constant boosters. Uh, it's just earth shattering what's happening to people. So the, the, the netto kinase is a solution. There's one thing, and that's one of the many ingredients that are in that spike support formula from the wellness company. Take a look at that as well out there. Uh, all of the discounts that we've helped uh, secure for you, uh, you'll get in the AmericaOutloud.shop. You'll get 25% off that product, by the way, and all kinds of things there. They have the wellness plan there, healthy cell, immune super boost, recall, um, uh, focus and recall, uh, clear nasal hygiene made with the xylitol, uh, Cofix Co RX made with the povidine iodine. All these things are there to help you. Uh, 
stop off future problems and to help you with previous problems. So take advantage of that. Our friends, that's all the time we have here. Thank you for joining us on the mission on Viewpoint this Sunday. Get this broadcast out there to wake people up, please. And thank you again for joining me on the mission. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.